Welcome to David's Life and Observation with your host, David Welch. Today's show is a happy Easter show, yes. Happy Easter to everyone out there on the wire, listening, enjoying the podcast, and enjoying your day. But the reason for my show today is a twofold issue that I've seen, been seeing, dealing with, have dealt with, and uh, quite frankly just in awe that it's not been tackled on a much larger scale. And I'm talking about poverty, homelessness, and the sheer disregard of the working class and the indigent. Now, a lot of people can say, oh, well, there's social programs to make up for the lack of resources. Well, no. Homelessness is a real issue. People are becoming more and more homeless as time goes on. Now, there are people that choose to be homeless. I'm not denying that fact. Some people love the scruff life. Some people love the ability to be a super tramp and go anywhere they want to uninhibited. And sleep anywhere and enjoy life. Some people absolutely adore that lifestyle. But then there are some families. And they... Families end up getting broken up because of this. And here's what I mean. Let's say you're a, you're a young couple. You're homeless. You got your young child with you. You're in Phoenix. You're sleeping out of your car. And somebody happens to just call you in to say, oh, there's this homeless family, they're sleeping in the car, somebody better come take care of that baby. Now, mind you, the baby's probably healthy, happy with the parents, you know, still eating well, sheltered because they're living out of their vehicle. Uh, But for some people, that's just not enough. You know, the kid's got to be... in a solid residence with a solid home structure, which is all what we designed to do. But to deny young parents their kid because of that, I think is wrong. What I think should happen is an entity or a series of resources can put them in a location that allows them to build from there. Now, the current system of family shelters in Phoenix is just atrocious it's not it's not very well constructed it's not very well built neither are regular shelters because they reach capacity really quick which leaves a lot a lot of people on the street now the upside is of the upside of phoenix is it's warm enough that at night you could literally sleep on the seat the street the problem is, is it's too fucking hot during the summer for anyone to get a decent night's sleep on the street. And that's adult, kid, doesn't matter. It's just too damn hot. It's like 90s and miserable. And it sucks to try and sleep in Phoenix at night. Especially if you're in a vehicle. It's like it's its own little sauna. Even if you're sleeping on top of your motherfucking vehicle, it's just too damn hot. Now, anyways, 
there is an entity that should be, or a group of entities, and, and finding the logistics to do this, uh, it really isn't hard, especially when you got people who are trying to get certified, trying to get licensed, and I'm talking counselors, nurses, doctors, lawyers, people that are fresh on the market when it comes to jobs like that should have a opportunity to get practice, more time on the job, etc., etc., in an environment where they're helping that community specifically, the homeless, the indigent, and especially with mental health counselors, a lot of people on the street deal with mental health problems, veterans, uh, people who just deal with mental health in general, you know, they, they're, they're stuck and they're not getting out of that circumstance. I think I heard on Joe Rogan's podcast with Russell Brand that, you know, it's, it's, uh, the numbers are staggering. They're in the millions, like 300 something million. And it's absurd that we have this issue in this country, the wealthiest country in the world, apparently. And this is a running issue, especially when you got assholes like the CEO of Chase Bank who can't even pay his people a living wage when he's making a salary of $32 million. How gross is that? How obtuse, how gross, how disgusting. Now, CEOs should absolutely be compensated. No doubt about that. And if it's your fucking company, then yeah, you should definitely be compensated very well but what's too damn well what's too damn bougie 32 million really 32 million a year salary not to mention whatever the hell he makes on investments ROIs I mean there are cashiers or not cashiers tellers who work for Chase who makes 16 bucks an hour as a teller, handling people's money. Now you're saying, oh, all that person does is handle a register and yada, yada, yada. They shouldn't get paid much. Well, why? If you're working 40 plus hours a week, why are you not? Why is it in somebody, why is it in people's heads that they're not allotted a living wage? I don't care if you work at fucking McDonald's, Fries, or Walmart, whatever have you. If you're working, you're busting your ass 40 plus hours a week. You should be able to live and take care of at least one other person, much less a family. There are people that are that are superhumans working, you know, 80 plus hours a week in multiple jobs with side hustles, and they're constantly on the go and they're taking care of just themselves in a lot of cases. Could you imagine doing that for a family of four? family of five, family of six, whatever the hell size your family is. And a lot of people are going to fucking park that conversation and be like, well, you should really be financially established while you bring family. No, motherfuckers. I'm trying to tell you, it's unrealistic, unfucking realistic to put that on somebody, to say you have to wait until you're totally financially secure before starting a family. Here's the reason why it's unrealistic. Motherfucker, you can lose your job 
lose your ability to do your job at any fucking moment. You could lose a limb. You could have a muscular problem. You can have a medical issue. You can have a fuck-it-all issue. You could have a, a mental health breakdown. You could get laid off. There are so many circumstances that can fuck off your medical middle-class mentality of, oh, well, you know, you should really use, get a degree and get a job that's worth its salt. That doesn't hold water anymore. There are people with certifications and licensures, you know, with plumbing and, you know, blue-collar jobs, electricians, things like that, construction managers, you know, things like, you know, people who do architecture, you know, like even just regular construction workers. If you have a specialty like uh, carpentry, things like that, you can make a lot of money. You can make a fuck ton of money because those are, those are skill sets that are still needed, especially if you do, you know, tile work, things like that. All of it's tough fucking work. It really is. And if you're skill set has is that <sighs> sorry don't get it fucking twisted that you're not valuable and that you're you're the person that's not being represented with what I'm talking about because you absolutely are but circumstances circumstances medical issues and life can mitigate or even totally remove you from an industry not on your own volition you see what I'm saying so out of out of the realm of your own volition it can, you can be removed from an industry that you're being paid very well in and then therefore you're put in a position where you're not eligible you're not even able in some instances to make that kind of money and sustain the livelihood you did have so i've seen people couples individuals go from living in you know, half a million dollar homes to apartments to rent it out, uh, you know, and, uh, storage spaces. I mean, you name it, I've, I've seen it. Like I've seen, I've seen the downsizes of, of the century. I've also seen the upsizes of the century as well. Now we live in a fuck ton. We live in a fucking hard market. Whereas if you don't have a phone, vehicle, uh, gas to get somewhere, um, access to good clothing, things like that, it's hard, 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 hard to get and sustain a job. Even if it's a fucking job at McDonald's, hard to maintain because you're in a situation that doesn't allot you the ability to be consistent. Or at least, you know, to be at the top of your game all the time. Not to even mention the social factors. But I'm also talking about the pay. Like when gas is $4 a gallon in California. $3 a gallon in Arizona. You know, two fifty in Texas. Whatever whatever the gas is where you are, that's it's fucking high right now. The cost of living. Right now, just a two-bedroom... Apartment in a lot of places is sixteen hundred bucks a month. A one bedroom could be sixteen hundred bucks a month if you're living in California, or even more. So, some families, a lot of families, are closing ranks, which is good. 
but at the same time it's it's putting you at a detriment and you know you could strive and toil and work hard as fuck and having multiple side hustles and you still may not be in what what people's eyes are oh able to start a family even if you have the best girl in the world or the best dude in the world who backs you 100% makes as much as you still may not be able to in other people's eyes have enough money to generate a family because you got to look at all the things you pay for uh, place you know your rent your utilities your uh, your car note if you have one um, food money uh, travel to and from money and you're looking at people some people live you know in excess and they have availability availability to have everything that's not everybody's case there are people that have a you know a very very thin tether to a higher outlook or no tether at all. I mean, they're on the streets. They have no resources. They have a phone that doesn't work because, you know, or they have a phone that they have to have absolute internet connection to, but they can't stay somewhere consistently because the business doesn't want them there. So, I mean, you're running people into the in the in the ground. You're running to one or painting people in a corner, and then we have laws. Here's where the law fucks up. Here's where society fucks up. Society. And large communities demonize, demonize poverty. They're being constantly pursued by the police, constantly put in handcuffs because they have to pee out in public or they have to ask and beg for change. And they're out of business and they're, you know, just being ran up on by the business employees. They're being, you know, put in jail. They're yielding millions of dollars in fines that they'll never be able to pay. So essentially, we're creating a debtor's prison, which people end up in, and then they find comfort in the system, and then we're still paying for them regardless. So we have to reconstruct our thinking on poverty. And when you have assholes like the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase making $32 million a year salary... I mean, you could pay that motherfucker $15 million. You reinvest $15 million into your own company, into paying your lowest bottom percentage of your employees a dollar more. And you set them up for an advantage. And a lot of people, again, will attack my, my thinking on this and be like, oh no, bootstraps, bootstraps, bootstraps. Well, motherfucker, if you don't have shoelaces, or you don't have the the opportunity now I'm not saying people can't create the opportunity if you're a critical thinking person you're logical you have discipline you have uh, a lot of people kind of in your pocket or in your corner yes you can circumvent your circumstances however not everybody's in that situation to do so I mean you have people that literally just trying to live and they have so many they they live at a deficit their credit cards are always maxed they're trying to find new ways to make income and then the new ways they make income don't necessarily align with the law (laughs) you know what I mean like even if you're doing your own business from your home if you get caught up doing the wrong thing or maybe you know not having a business license or whatever and they shut you down, bam, they just ended your source of income. 
or you're selling weed on the side or you know you're you're some other type of drug dealer because that's where the money's at it's where it's lucrative and a lot of people will be like well those people are just criminals and blah 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 no they're not they're people put in a situation where that's where the money is and that's where their skill set is and it's it's a shame in this country that with the poverty level so high with people in such a state of duress that they cannot see the upward mobility aspect or they cannot discern how to help themselves climb that ladder, especially if they have a family. Because once once they have a family and they, they fall off that I have money pedestal and they find themselves in a little bit of a spot, the state, whatever state they're in, will come in and seize their children and then put them in a foster system that's no better. In fact, if you were to keep those families together and give them money that they would give to foster parents to those parents, those parents would be able to sustain those children. <laughs> Does that make, isn't that so fucking asinine that you're, the state's willing to give money to a person who already has resources to take care of kids but not give anything to, in fact, oftentimes jail or incarcerate parents that don't have the resources to take care of their kids in the best way possible? And since when did it become the duty of the state to come in and rip children out of homes? And this is a, this is a little bit off topic, but when did it become the duty of the state to rip children out of homes that they're essentially thriving and being okay in? If a kid's healthy, happy, etc., the state should have no business coming in and taking the kids out of there unless there's clear signs of abuse and then there needs to be a crackdown and I'm going to fucking scream this from the rooftops there needs to be a savage penalty for filing false reports has to be because if the allegations that you levy against someone are unfounded and not true then that person should not be dragged to the legal system your ass should. And I say this in all aspects of law enforcement. I say in all aspects of the criminal justice system. If you levy a complaint against someone or assert that they've committed a crime and there's no proof, there's no, there's nothing that says that they've ever committed a crime. There's nothing that shows that they have. The person making that allegation should be fucking penalized. They should be fucking put in handcuffs and thrown in a fucking cage. <clears throat> because the person whose life you're trying to ruin, and this happens all the time, in fact, the whole family court uh, system lives on this kind of nonsense where people constantly try to get each other in jail for dumb shit, shit that doesn't even take place. But they're trying to do it anyway. It's it's wrong. It's a wrong, wrong, wrong system. Now, going back to systems that fail. Not just the criminal justice system. But the system of capitalism 
the way it's constructed right now with the dependency on people's charity to assist with social programs is not a model that works consistently and it's not a it's not a model that provides enough resources to combat the issue of homelessness and poverty. Now, there are companies that try to help. There are people that try to really make a go at handling homelessness and poverty by creating, like, the tiny homes, by um, setting up a outdoor food kitchen, by handing food to the homeless. When you have law enforcement that comes in and you have, and you have people arrested for, for being good people <coughs> and helping their homeless community that is inherently wrong that is that smacks of fascism and oppression because those people aren't soliciting they're not a business they are people helping people when you have the guy who is giving free haircuts to the homeless being threatened with losing licensure and being threatened with put in handcuffs because he's giving free haircuts to the homeless. That is wrong. And somewhere, some corporate asshole in a suit and tie thought that was a good idea to build more revenue. Because these motherfuckers, there are some people who get paid on people's misery. And it's horrible. And then the people that subject people to that misery are left to do that for a long period of time. Honestly, criminals are not around every corner just plotting to just commit random acts of violence, murder, and they're just horrible, horrible human beings. And yada, yada, yada. You can paint that picture all day you want, and it's not true. A lot of people are people put in desperate situations and they have to have a come up. They have, in their minds, like how many times have we seen it where guys rob a convenience store and you turn around they find out they got a kid at home, they have no job, they're trying to feed their family and yeah, what they did is wrong. Did they seek the proper resources? No. But you're really going to fucking... Especially especially if they do it unarmed and they lie about having a weapon. <laughs> or if they slide a note to a teller. Now, if a bitch is just being greedy and they refuse to work and they refuse to do, you know, normal shit to try and circumvent their system, their own problem, then yeah, they should be incarcerated for a while. But I'm not talking, like, if you're, if it's, especially if it's attempted robbery. If you attempt the robbery and you, you're unfucking successful or you attempt to steal from somebody and you're unfucking successful. Now, I hate thieves. I abhor thieves. I really do. I don't like them. I don't like being stolen from. Nobody does. Nobody likes having their hard work fucking trampled by somebody who just wants that easy payday. Fuck that person. But don't fuck that person in the sense that they have to, they have to spend years and years and years and years in jail. Because that person, if they're not being greedy, was put in a situation to balance the scale 
all people are trying to do is balance the scale of comfortability. Now, if you're an asshole and you, you balance the scale and try and, and be in excess, which a lot of people will do. A lot of people will take advantage of the system. They will, and it's because of our nature. We've learned that you have to do whatever it is you have to do to get ahead and come out on top. Even if it's just for a micro second in time, you take advantage of it. Everybody does it. I'm telling you, if you don't do it in some sort of way, you're wrong. And there is a system in place trying to mitigate that even with uh, SSDI and uh, veterans disability I'm sure it's already in existence I'm sure it already happens but I'm also I'm also putting it out there because it's very important to talk about the Trump administration it's not just the Trump administration it's probably multiple administrations have been coming up with this they're trying to find a way to cut the fat at the lower end, and that lower end being disabled veterans and people on uh, Social Security disability. And there is an all-out war on people at the lower end who may have a disability or who probably do have a disability. They show the signs of the disability. They have it logged in their medical record as a disability. But there's a system that is going to allow these non-medical professionals to look at someone's social media and then make that snap decision to deny someone their benefits based on their non-medical recommendation that that person's fine. So let's say you have hearing loss and they show you at a concert in your social media do I lose my benefit of having hearing loss compensation? If I have tinnitus, do I lose the ability to have the hearing loss or the tinnitus compensation? Just because I choose to go to a concert and enjoy music. Now, not taking into the fact that maybe I'm sitting all the fuck away in the back or, you know, the decibel level or the amplitude isn't enough to harm, severely harm your eardrum. Or, you know, if my hearing aid's not turned uh, down during the concert, but I'm still able to enjoy the, the beats, the rhythm and the music. Fuck all that variables in consideration. They want non-medical professionals to say, you know what? Nope, that person's getting uh, their money yanked because we see them at a concert. Now, that's just a mild version of what they're probably going to do. Like, let's say somebody is wheelchair wheelchair bound most of the time. But then they see that person doing, like, CrossFit. Or they're doing yoga. Or they're doing something and they scour somebody's social media page and find that. Oh, well, their legs appear fine. Well, it could be part of their rehabilitation process for their lack of muscle. Or for their sedentaryism. Or for their whatever. Now, I'm not saying being sedentary and fat and overweight is reason to have disability. You could have multiple other ailments. 
but what I'm saying is, is that mechanism that's in place is going to scour so- your social media to help deny you your benefits. That's coming down the pipeline. There is a literally people trying to pass that legislation. Literally bureaucrats trying to attack people at the bottom. Now, what if just thinking outside the box about our economic deficit problem with the lower end of humanity... What the fuck if we decided to tap into our gross military spending money? Now, what baffles the fuck out of my mind is that there's still assholes in the military who force lower enlisted... To utilize their own resources, their own their own paycheck money that helps feed them and their families to get around base a base like Fort Hood. Fort Hood's a prime example of what I'm talking about. You have upper enlisted who do pretty well, who make pretty decent amount of money, who live okay. Who force E1s, E2s, E3s, E4s with families or without families, doesn't matter, to be able to get anywhere on base at the drop of a hat and force them to use Uber, force them to use the fuck out of so you know one person's car and carpool when literally the government's paying for duty vehicles. Or government vehicles to do that very thing. It's units choosing not to use those. It's units choosing to only use them for the upper enlisted or even the officers. There is serious wrong and serious misallocation of funds going on on Fort Hood. Fort Hood is probably the worst example of a military installation that I've ever seen in my life. People, soldiers, people who used to love their career will go to Fort Hood and kill themselves. Hundreds of people in the last couple of years have died on Fort Hood. Shootings happen on Fort Hood. There are fucking reasons why shootings happen on Fort Hood. It has nothing to do with religious ideology. It has nothing to do with, oh, well, that person was just off their rocker. No, motherfuckers. It has to deal with the leadership at Fort Hood being toxic as fuck. And their horrible way of threatening people's lives and threatening their career. I've experienced it with my family. My wife was horribly persecuted by a butthurt commander. 
I will digress into that later. Anyways, even the lower end of the military gets fucking shafted on. While the military spends an ugly amount of money on a fucking hammer, on fucking tools, on contracting with... You know what's, you know what's super ironic about the military? Super stupid, anyway. Is that the military contracts with people... Who will do the same job the military members are paid to do, but at a higher rate. You heard it right, yes. The same, so, when it comes to people doing, like, electrical work or things like that, the military trains people to do that. The military trains people to be more than just killers. They train them to be mechanics, etc., 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 but they will bring in civilian contractors to do just just something stupid as bringing food onto a ship. They will bring in civilian contractors, pay them more than they would pay the service member to do the same job and not use the service members to just do it. We have... We had people who would go to save, they would save the ship millions of dollars by going to Home Depot and finding the exact same tool or part and come back to the ship and utilize that. Save, save the Navy some money, save the service some money. Because that same part in the regular catalog is 50 to $70 more than what you would get at Home Depot. Or there's an alternative tool. And you know what's sick, too, is that the military does not provide individuals... With their own tools, they get assigned to the ship. My brother's a machinist, man. He's labeled all his tools. He's got his tool backpack. And uh, he utilizes his own tools to get jobs done at a very high capacity, high rate. Because he knows that those tools are needed. He knows that they may not be readily available if they're being outsourced by multiple people who need those tools throughout the ship. So he has his own tools, but he shouldn't have to buy his own fucking tools to do the work necessary for his job. They should be provided by your workplace. If your workplace is not providing you the proper tools, the proper equipment to do your job effectively, efficiently, safely, and legally, then they're in the wrong all fucking day. They're just wrong. They are. Anyways, I'm gonna go on. Go with the simple fact that yes, the military budget should be reduced. Should be a chunk should be cut. And the chunk that should be cut is what's being given to Boeing and 
What is that other obtuse motherfucking... Trying to think of it. Raytheon and all these other motherfucking companies who will contract with the military and then their CEOs make $100 million a year. That's where the bulk of that money goes that we contract with these companies is the CEOs and the administration is taking a large money that would go into research, that would go into testing and paying people to increase our military abilities and capabilities and actually funneling it to the leadership and, and the higher echelon. Now, you could call bullshit on that and say, no, nah, where's your proof? Da, da, da. Look at, I'm t I'll pull it up right now. What's, what is the, the CEO of Raytheon's salary? CEO of Raytheon. Raytheon. Thomas Kennedy's salary. Let's look at this motherfucker's salary. Bam. The chief executive officer, Thomas Kennedy, received $20.4 in total compensation last year, a 49% jump from 2014. The head of Waltham-based defense contracting giant took home $1.2 million in salary and $8.1 million in stock awards, according to the annual proxy filing with securities regulators. Um, let's see. Lockheed Martin. How much this how much is the CEO? That's the next little thing on here. So the CEO of Lockheed Martin, Marilyn Houston. As a salary. <laughs> Come on. Anyways. But I'm sure there's people in that company. Like, let's take Amazon, for instance. Bezos. That dude's worth billions, not millions. Billions of dollars. But he has employees that make, what, 15 bucks an hour? If 15 bucks an hour, you can't. You can't even rent an apartment in Phoenix at 15 bucks an hour. Can't. Cannot do it. Not not be able to rent and, like, I don't know, sustain themselves. And then just to rent, like, renters want you to make sometimes three and a half, two and a half to three and a half times what the rent amount is. Just so that they'll rent to you. 
So you have renters and homes and people that are just really setting other motherfuckers up for failure when they can't even rent with the job that they have. I mean, if you're already in a spot, then I guess you're you're good, but... I mean, come on. I mean, it's 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 a challenge. It is a tough, tough nut to try and make it as a poor person, much less a impoverished and an indigent person. Why is it that we, in the richest country in the world, that we have areas that look like third world countries? I'll never understand it. Why is that a thing? Yes, you have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yes, you have charitable organizations that are doing great work all over the fucking place. But the the balance is not enough. The honestly, the balance is not enough. And there are, there's an upper tier, uh, let's just take Kylie Jenner, for example. I think youngest billionaire ever, or, I mean, just, she's set an incredible achievement. I can't remember what it is, what it is ex- exactly, but she's essentially a billionaire, and she does it through her own hard work. Grant you, I applaud that. She has... Uh, beauty, she has a business mindset, she has uh, a lot of advantages and resources that she capitalized on. She could have easily done nothing and still still been fine. You know, she could have lived a very happy existence having not done a fucking thing, right? Um, But she took advantage of her resources and, and built a little empire for herself. But let me ask you this, and I'm pretty sure she has disclosed uh, charity filings, whatever she donates to charity, and even if it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars amount, or even half a million, half a million will get spread through a charity like wildfire and, and disappear in the ranks really quick if you have... A lot of people being helped by this charity. If you have a lot of needy, situational people, um, I I would just love to see what her charity filings are and what she donates, if she even donates. She may not even know how much she donates because she has, like, an accounts manager that handles what she donates and what she does with her time and money. That I'll never know. But why these people who make... Like, let's say the Waltons. The Waltons are still making a fuck ton of money on people working for them and dying, the death, the death, the death tax... That's being levied for organizational profit. And if you haven't heard of it, it's what, here's what happens. And the, the companies that you work for will take an insurance policy out on you for half a million or a quarter of a million dollars. 
And when you die and you work for them, they will be compensated for the loss of you as the worker. Do they give any money to your family? Fuck no. They won't do it. But. They will, of course, reap the benefit of your death while you're working for them. Which is amazing. And to me, it would seem like that would be a conflict of interest. Like, I don't know. It'd be like a police department. And this is just an example. I'm not saying that this happens. But... Let's take a, but let's let's take a job that actually that has like a high risk of someone dying. Like you know, even even police officers, firefighters, whatever have you. Let's say the state or the city or whatever took an insurance policy out on that firefighter who happens to die, and then they yield all the money for that, but then don't help the family, don't compensate the family. And they're just like, nah, you lost your breadwinner, but sorry. We're going to go ahead and pocket half a million dollars or a quarter million dollars of an insurance policy on your dead spouse or father or daughter or uh, mother or whatever have you. People would be outraged. People should be outraged. And there is a fuck ton of companies that do that. Uh, literally a a gross majority of the top level companies do this. Home Depot, Chase, uh, Target, Walmart, uh, a lot of the big box stores. Amazon does this. Uh, yeah, it's called the death tax. Essentially, like if you die and you happen to work at these organizations, they will be compensated for your death, and they will not spend a fucking dime. On your family. Or your funeral cost. Or nothing. They don't give a fuck. And that right there is. Something that should be legislated. If there is. If you're. If a company can take an insurance policy out on you. They should be. They should be. Able to. Or forced to. Break off a small piece. I don't care if it's 10 G's. 15 G's, 5 G's, 2,000 motherfucking dollars. That should be, that should go towards the family to help offset the cost for burial services. I see it all the time. Now, some of it's a scam, but some of it's not, where people legitimately will stand out on the side of the road to get money to help funeral costs for their grandmother, for their mom, their dad their brother, their sister, their kid, whatever it is, whoever it is you're trying to have a funeral for. Now, for me, I mean, I'm going to be, for me, I just hope they take me out to the woods, bury me, and just say, call it a day. You know, bury me near a cost of, street, of trees, you know, let my body decay, get into the roots, and help that that tree and system. I mean, what I would love, honestly, is to be uh, that whole 
die and then you know have a tree grown you know from you essentially out of your nutrients i would love that uh is it affordable probably probably fucking not is cremation more likely and it's super fucking cheap yeah you can burn me and then you know throw my ashes somewhere cool i honestly you know if you want to use me as a fucking human display and my bones survive until the end of time. Fan-fucking-tastic. Great. Hey, this is a modern uh, look at, you know, the progression of man. This is number, you know, five on the evolution scale. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. But we have so... We have so many shitty things in place. Like, let's let's take a look at hospitals. Hospitals do this. The people who take the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm, they will leave a motherfucker out in the cold in nothing but a fucking hospital gown. And it's it's called patient dumping. They even have a name for it. It's called patient dumping. That's how much they hate the poor and indigent. Companies hate people that don't have insurance. Companies hate people that they're not going to get any money from that are drawing their resources. So they will literally fucking dump you on the street. They will drive up in a van, throw your ass out of the vehicle, and it would you'd be going right back because you still need medical care or you die on the street. Honestly, if that happens and people are not like storming the Bastille... Or storming the hospital and I wouldn't, I'm not going to say lynching. I'm going to say hanging. Hanging the fuck out of the hospital doctors and shit that allowed that to happen. Then that's what's wrong with society right now. There's an all out war on homelessness. All out war on indigency. And it's, it's, the proof is in the pudding. People, there are legis, there, there's legislation, there are policies, there are people's mentality towards poverty, towards indigency. There are third world country looking areas in our own country. And then you and then people wonder why there are crazy crimes that are committed in this country by people who seemingly lose their shit because and, and then that's the, that's the whole thing is nobody asks why. Well, they do ask why, and they don't like the answer they get. They don't like to hear that that person was fucked from the beginning. They grew up in a uh, an area that was just super shitty, super against them. They're raped by their uncle. They're in the system. You know, they're in and out of jail because they can't find work. Once they're in the system, they have a, uh, they're an ex-con. They can barely work anyway. They could barely get, you know, and then they're constantly being fined to death and pursued by the legal system. So, is it any wonder that people get out of that situation through more crime or they get out of that situation through uh, violence and it leads to a very violent death? It's very circular. It's very cyclical. It's a, it's a part of the maniacal attack on poverty. In fact, we have 
jails and prisons packed full to the brim with human bodies, with with chattel, with uh, uh, free slaves, or very, very reduced cost slaves. And it's disgusting. We live in a very disgusting time. We live in a great time technologically. We live in a great time uh, with uh, some of the resources that are available to people. But we also live in a very ugly time. The future, I'd say a couple hundred years or a hundred years even down the road, maybe even 50 years down the road, they're going to look back at us and our time in, in one of two ways. One of the ways they're going to look back at us is they were cowards. They're going to look back and say they were cowards to not fix the problems that are persisting in the society, in the world, right now. Cowards. Or, they're going to look back at us and say, you know what? They were barbarians. They just didn't have the emotional intelligence and mental capacity to right the wrongs that are in their society. To fix obvious problems in their social constructs. We have the capacity as human beings to extend our love so far outward that we that we all rise together. That we all move together and transition to a better state of consciousness as a team. My son just got up. It's Easter. I'm going to help him out. Please tune in to David's Life and Observation next week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, send me an email, dwelch9627 at gmail.com. This is David signing out.